If you're looking to save some money on your wireless plan, take a look at Visible Wireless. They're a transparent wireless carrier with nothing to hide. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Switch to Visible where you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. One-line wireless, just 25 bucks a month with taxes and fees included. That's unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Switch now at Visible.com. You shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but you can judge a company by its name. Like Visible, the wireless company making wireless visible. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. What's happening? It's Podcast Unlocked, episode number not 589, nope, as I have incorrectly written here. <laughs> That'd be we a, got lot a, of, a lot of podcasts. <laughs> We've got a long way to go. How about 59? Close, yeah. Would sure. be correct. I'm Ryan McCaffrey, executive editor on the IGN Xbox channel, joined as always by my left hand, my partner in crime. You're not allowed to be my right hand because I'm right hand and I okay, need that hand. You need that. But you can be my left hand. Mitch Dyer. I accept that. My IGN Xbox. Hi. And also being graced by the, the wonderful presence of Damon. I'm as metal as James Hatfield. <laughs> What's up, Damon? Uh-huh. Can I be your left foot? I was maybe? wondering, yeah, what part is Damon? Uh, Chest hair, maybe. That's a yeah. little personal. But, <laughs> a little uh, close. <laughs> Don't know each other that well yet. <laughs> we, we, can, we can work up to that. Yeah. Okay. How about, uh, I don't know, earlobe? Is that... I don't like the idea of no, that. Your logo doesn't sound You could very... pierce that, so we don't want yeah, that. That's true. Uh, it's a work in progress. We'll figure it yeah, out. Yeah, we'll find an appropriate body part for uh, for Damon. So it is June 12th, 2012. We have returned from E3. If you're wondering where the hell we were, it's because we destroyed ourselves all during E3 in a in a totally fun way, I, I'd like to add. Before anybody's like, you got to go to E3, don't complain, don't whine. Oh, yeah. no, it was we're fun. not complaining at all. It was fun, but we, uh, our, our superiors, our bosses were kind enough to give us both Friday and Monday as recovery days. So uh, we're back here fresh and alive on Tuesday, although a few people seem to have contracted the E3 death plague. Yeah, were, some people have uh, – they're just more prone to sickness than others. <laughs> some people, like, they're well, weak. they'll always they're not, get sick. They'll always get sick, and then I, I never get sick. I didn't. That was fine. They're not eating their Wheaties, apparently. But, um, yeah, E3 has come and gone. Another one. My ninth. Mitch is, what, fourth, did yes, you sir. say? Uh, Damon, how many of you? That was my ninth as well. Your ninth as well, yeah. yeah. So been around Twins. the block a few times. Uh, what did we do? Well, before we get into E3 itself, because that's obviously going to be the bulk of our conversation today, we saw uh, Prometheus. We all got together as a group last night. First, we we dined mobster style in the basement of Buca de Beppo in downtown <laughs> San Francisco. It is, Buca is pretty gangsta. It's it, true. it really was. And what I what 
everyone couldn't help but notice is we had sort of a little area, a little nook to ourselves for our large group. And then across the way, there was a creepy Pope room yep. decorated yeah. with uh, all kinds of Pope things on a, the wall, so including... It was the most haunting shrine ever. Yeah. What, what was that on the table? I don't know. Guys, there, I think no. it might have been the actual Pope's head. Yeah, there was a, there was an actual box. yeah there was a head in a box of the Pope yeah and it's possible that it may be maybe like Prometheus if you'd have poked it with some electro stimulation it, <laughs> it might have, have come back to life <laughs> and then exploded spoiler then exploded. Sorry, spoiler, spoiler. Sorry. Uh, was this your first time at Buka then <laughs> no I've been okay. to it's you know that, that place is a chain yes I've been to uh, the one of them in Arizona but not in years so <laughs> yeah, I knew going time. in that it, that that it was the family style experience where it would just be like troughs of yeah, food exactly. brought out. And I, I think we probably collectively consumed around, I'm going to say 26 and a half pounds of pasta. That's where humans go. Highlight of the menu was the chicky chicky parm parm. Oh yes. my God. So good. It was just platter after platter of just dead chickens breaded and cheesed and sauced for our, our consumption. That yes. is where humans go to behave like farm animals and just like, <laughs> ah, just get it in me. Ah, just no well, shame at all. The, the kicker, if well, for anybody that's contemplating now, if, if we're making you hungry and you want to go out to go on go out to eat the dessert was was really what put it over the top because first everybody gets a sli- a reasonably sized slice of cheesecake like yes. it was it was not a tiny piece it was not a mammoth cheesecake factory type piece it was a good slice slice of cheesecake but then dessert course number 2 literal bowls giant like twice as the size yeah. of of cereal bowls yeah they were like salad bowls yes of uh Tiramisu. Of tiramisu, yeah. yeah the, the, with, complete with giant spoons. So good. The tiramisu is better than the cheesecake, I thought. Oh, yeah. That cheesecake was no good. No. Needs yeah. graham. What is cheesecake without graham? It's just a brick of yeah. That's cream true. cheese. That is true. Yeah. I, I'm with you on that one. You can take the fruit, you know, the fruity part off the no, top you gotta and, have it. and just got to get the graham in there. Food unlocked. Crack. Big fan of this podcast. <laughs> man, can we just talk about food all day? Wait, that's another show, oh, man. maybe. But, um, yeah, we're here to do some video game chat. But yeah, Prometheus, real quick. What it seemed to be mixed verdicts, and, yeah. and it seems I think, like I thought Mitch was the only one who really liked it. I think Anthony, Anthony, and I both enjoyed it. And it seemed like the longer it went since we since we've come out of the theater or now into the office the next day, the the, the less everyone mm. likes yeah. it. Like it seems to it does, it does not seem to be aging well for everyone. Yeah. yeah, I think there are a lot of problems with it. And then the more that you think about it, you're like, oh yeah, what that does. What? It's like it, <laughs> I made the analogy sense. last night. It's like it's the heavy rain of film because you oh, look no. back and you're like. Wait, hang on. What about and that? What about that one time? Hey, why did? Huh? And it's just nothing but questions, and not like yeah. mysteries that leave you like, "Ooh, I'm I'm in suspense." And I wonder. It's like, no. Why did that character behave like an idiot? Yeah, I am wondering why in the year 2089 on a on a trillion dollar mission to deep space, why they sent the dumbest group of scientists mm-hmm. who've ever probably gotten a degree from a from a four year university. Yeah. It was strange, but I guess I was completely unmoved by the film. Like yeah. I, my needle did not move. I I didn't hate it, and I didn't love it. I was just kind of like, all right. I mean, it was that was two hours, and it was fine. That's where I'm at now. A yeah. day later, having let it settle, I'm like, <laughs> I feel like Ooh, it's okay. it's Metacritic score is like 63, and I feel like that's exactly what I would score it on the, the IGN scale, probably a 6.0. You know? That sounds like about right. Yeah, it yeah. happened. I watched okay. it, and I, I wasn't bored, but I didn't love it. So yeah. Uh, it's a beautiful film. Oh my god, that's true. So pretty. I think it's actually really well directed. I think the problems with it are with the pacing and the and the script. Actually, <laughs> or with Damon Lindelof. And, uh, yeah, well, exactly. Now, exactly. I'm, <laughs> I'm seeing on IGN today that uh, 
apparently there's a there's a 20 minute longer director's cut that's going to be coming for blu-ray so i can't imagine that's going to really fill in the gaps all that well when when there are sort of inherent logical flaws it's gonna be just 20 minutes of all the characters hitting their heads on stuff and it's like oh that's why banging their space helmets got it their jetsons space helmets onto things (laughs) but if yeah so if you're thinking about going to see prometheus we give it a big meh. <laughs> That's really hard. Uh-huh. But I was thinking, like, it, I'm still glad I saw it because yeah. it's, it's almost worth, uh, you know, IGN uh, very graciously bought my ticket. But it's, yes. I think it's worth the, the ticket price to be part of the conversation. You know, I agree. You can't talk about it with other people unless yeah. you go to see it. So I think it's worth that. And, you know, I was sitting, I was sitting next to uh, Ryan Clements and a, a couple other guys here. And, and I, know, I observed, tell me if you guys agree, that... You know, we've all seen a bunch of movies in our lifetimes. I'm not sure I've ever seen a there were there was ever a collectively worse group of previews before a movie than there was. For I love Django, Django Unchained. Unchained. That was the lone highlight. That everything well, okay, else yeah. was atrociously yeah. bad preview yes. wise, including starring Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, I yeah. couldn't figure out what that was. Well, including what that's about. now, I can't even remember the name. Maybe you guys can remember the name of it, but I don't know if I've ever been in a theater where there's an actual sort of high stakes drama. It was this movie about a bike messenger in New oh, York. Oh, God. And that, I, I've been seeing previews and for that for like six months. See, this is the first time. I feel time, like it's been done for years. This Gold was Park the City. first time I've seen it, yeah. uh, seen the preview. And literally, the theater was quite full. It was a big theater. We were in San Francisco. And it was a pretty <laughs> packed house. Oh, the Goldfarb has arrived. Oh, yes. Look at, he's, he's like, yes. he's the runner. Oh, I'm man. so excited. I've always wanted Goldfarb. this to happen to me Andrew on the Goldfarb podcast. just delivered delivering coffee. lattes to the oh podcast studio. That'll be all. We were just talking about you. Because we were. That bike messenger movie. Which yeah, you so, said started filming in like 09. You got no, to talk in the mic. We can't hear you. I guess it was like 2010. I'm in Central Park. Look out for me. Look for Andrew Goldfarb <laughs> in that film. So, But yeah, we were, I was just about to say that I'm not sure I've ever been in a theater where... Cool. Where did it leave off? I left off at. Uh, I guess we'll just cut this part out later, right? Yeah, sure. Are we recording? I don't know. Or we could leave it in. Yeah, a little Easter egg. A little technical yeah. difficulty. We're back <laughs> in real time. Anyway, um, I was saying. So the bike messenger movie, yeah. whose name I don't recall. Me either. It's meant to be a, a high stakes drama. Got a huge theater full of people. And at the end of the preview, literally the entire theater burst out simultaneously into mocking laughter it was at this movie. Such a strange phenomenon. I did not expect that at all. I think it but, didn't. It, it was the guy uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, yeah, right? Yeah, was yeah. the the star of the movie, and it just seemed. I, dude, I know that movie studios are big on focus testing. Has this never happened before? Where the, <laughs> they've they've screened a trailer or some piece of the film, and and the the audience just mocks it laughingly. That's why I, I think it is a troubled film because I have been seeing previews for a long time, and I think it's been finished for a long time, and they don't know what to do with it. <laughs> well, they probably should uh, just forget about it, but. <laughs> Anyway, I just thought that was hilarious that everyone everyone had the same reaction of me was ha ha that movie looks yep. dumb. <laughs> but Django Unchained looked awesome. That yes. did look fun. Didn't I read didn't Will Smith pass on I, that movie? I, I, yeah, I think yeah. uh yeah. Probably not a wise move for him. They're also on, on like their third lead cuz Kurt Russell bailed and somebody bailed yeah. before him. I don't know what's going on. Anyway. Well, you mean are you talking about the Christoph Waltz character? Maybe? No, cuz I think he was always part of it. I think yeah. it was the the Leonardo DiCaprio, DiCaprio maybe, yeah, could be him. Not sure. So I think Django's the lead. Yeah, maybe the guy with anyway. him. I don't know. Yeah, 
I like that Freudian, by the way. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I like Leonardo DiCaprio. He's a good man. Anyway, uh, let's do some news unlocked here. We'll get to E3 in a minute because that's where we're going to spend most of our time on. But first, I want to get to some stories that were either buried last week or we might have just barely missed on our previous podcast episode before E3. And that's uh, we'll start with THQ. Our favorite troubled publisher, unfortunately, uh, more bad news for them. They have laid off a bunch of developers from their San Diego studio, which became a story during E3 because they did it on, I believe it was the Tuesday, yeah, like the Tuesday first morning. day of E3. And, of course, conspiracy theories abound after that, suggesting that they did it on purpose to try and, to try and bury the bad news. You guys buy into that at all? Uh, that's, that's entirely likely, yeah. But it was their San Diego studio, which... Worked on what? WWE stuff. Yeah. All-Stars, specifically. Yeah. Was any of the non-WrestleMania? Or the... The mainline uh, stuff yeah, was Ukes. Smackdown. Ukes. Yeah. Right. So anything that was not SmackDown, WWE-branded stuff. So obviously, I don't, I don't wish you know, uh, a layoff on anybody. No. But I don't, I don't play wrestling games. I don't follow WWE. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Well, hopefully, those guys <laughs> that are... I mean, that and, and then, of course, uh, THQ came out... Once, it, once the public sort of caught wind of it and called them out thq came out and said hey no we're doing everything by the book here we're trying to do right by these guys and i'm sure they are um trying they said they're trying to find jobs for these guys at ea because one of the big news items at e3 was that ea has uh well for lack of a better word taken over the ufc license from mm-hmm. thq more likely they simply outbid <laughs> they thq they, probably, they just yeah. sway- swiped it um, and I and you gotta hope that maybe maybe Sony will find some jobs. They've got they've got they a, San a San Diego, Diego studio, studio uh, uh, outfit down there. Does Rockstar still have a San Diego. Rockstar studio? Yeah. San Diego, absolutely. So there is a community down there, and let's hope that those affected were able to uh, are able to find new employment. Um, on the flip side to this, this is this is good news rising out out of the ashes of bad. Uh, we missed this story before we left. Big huge games, which of course was a casualty in the 38 Studios fiasco, uh, that whole bankruptcy filing and the whole taxpayer $75 million down the drain thing. Epic Games, our friends Cliff Blazinski, Dr. Mike Capps, uh, all of them have, uh, have stepped up and opened Epic Baltimore, a new studio where they have pretty much kept the entire big, huge games team intact and are opening a new outfit for them there, uh, which I think is... Not only not only is it obviously a cool thing to do, but it's very very smart because it's not as if it's not as if Big Huge was just some you know either one hit wonder or just some startup developer. They are, they have an established track record. Yeah, they've been around of quality games, a lot of real time strategy games. The, I believe the Rise of Nations series on the PC, and then of course Kingdoms of Amalur: Reckoning. So mm. uh, it's smart business move to to keep these guys together, and now they'll get they'll basically be handed the Unreal Engine and said. And that'll be their only real requirement yeah. is that they have to use Unreal, and they'll be told, "Okay, here, here's Unreal. Go to town. Do you something guys, good." Did you guys hear Charles on yet? Our PC editor's theory about what this means. Do tell. So the, they are making an action RPG. They're going to stick to that mm-hmm. kind of because they did very successfully with Amalur. The game right. is very good. So Epic decided, "Yeah, we're going to keep you on an action RPG." So Charles figures they're going to do an Infinity Blade action RPG, which would free up Chair to make Shadow Complex 2. And that made me so happy. You know, <laughs> That's I, just like the best It actually makes a lot of sense. I, I, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to piggyback on that, and I'm going to hypothesize here <laughs> that, they're, what it, that it's going to be whatever work they were doing on a Kingdoms of Amalur 2 will simply – they'll take that exact work and just slap 
Probably. the Infinity Blade name on it. So yeah. it'll be they'll they'll work with the same template that they had going. I like that theory. That Charles is a smart man. He can he can he can stay. We yeah. can keep him around for a while. Any theory that involves Shadow Complex Two is my favorite theory. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Uh, here's some big news that we didn't miss at the tail end of E3 last week. This was this generated a lot of good discussion on our comment board on IGN.com, and that's Bloomberg News, a site not exactly known for spreading hearsay and lies, is reporting from an anonymous top-level source that Vivendi will be having a, a big executive meeting on June 22nd, coming up in about a week and a half or so, and they'll be deciding whether or not they want to sell all or part of their stake in Activision uh, in order to raise some cash. Now, you might think, why would you sell off the Golden Goose? I was. You, you were thinking that? Yeah. See, I think it's the, old, it's the perfect time to sell high. Call of Duty has peaked. That's the thing. So will Black Ops 2 sell as much as Modern Warfare 3? Yes. If not, then it's peaked. It's over. I, I think it's not over, but it's, you know. Right, yeah. Right, it's, still, it's still massive. Can, can it sell more than Modern Warfare 3? Warfare you don't think 3? So? Like, you're man, I don't know. I think Black Ops 2 is going to be way bigger than any Call of Duty. I way think, bigger I think than it, the biggest game ever? Like, I think it's going to be the biggest Call of Duty yet. <laughs> wow. I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying it's impossible. I just, I don't, how many more years can it continue to get bigger and bigger and bigger? God, like, when, when does it end? Well, like, see, I don't know, Mitch. We, <laughs> saw, we saw Black Ops 1, of course, that's that is the current height of the franchise. Yeah. Modern Warfare Three tailed off a little bit, not much. I think it was something like five percent, not a lot. But you real you think uh, you think fatigue will be offset by uh, enthusiasm for Black Ops specifically? Maybe I don't know. It depends on how they market it, right? Because Bla- the thing with Black Ops Two is it's different. For the first time in a long time, it's a very very different game. Black that's Ops Black Ops tried to do some different stuff, but right. it's mostly the same. This is seriously legit. Like, okay, it's, it's different this time, guys. We swear. But that well, could make it a harder sell. I think that's a good point. People uh, are they'll connect more easily to modern warfare. You know, modern actual like yeah, uh, right. uh, set pieces than they will to science fiction. Basically, I think not having you know Black Ops to space future times in the title really will help. I want to play that game. Me too. <laughs> Actually. I mean, you know, what's funny about Black Ops Two is it borrows heavily from from Chaos Studios' games, from Frontlines and from uh, Homefront, oh, man. with all the drone warfare. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and those games did okay, but not great. So we'll we'll see if if uh, the audience is willing to to go with the robot thing for uh, for Black Ops Two. But I be you want to you want to lay down a, a small wager on this, Mitch? Do you right. say I'm I'm I think I'm with Damon. I think it's uh it will not be the number one selling Call of Duty ever. It will not top Black Ops 1. Now, are we talking, like, how, how long do we want to put the, the time period on this? Oh, good question. Good question. Well, when did they... When did they... How long did it take them to announce Black Ops 1 had become the top selling and for, I, for them to announce that Modern Warfare 3 wasn't? No idea. Not like maybe, should, we, should we say three months? Oh, I, was, I feel like maybe January 1st, 2013. We should We should have a good idea. Okay. Yeah, we'll do that. I bet that by January 1st, 2013, Black Ops 2 is the highest-selling Call of Duty. All right, should we we bet lunch on that? Okay. All right. Lunch. Signed and and sealed. Yes. Handshake from across the room. Uh Uh, We shall see. Everyone cancel your (laughs) pre-orders. No! (laughs) I want some lunch. Uh, What else? But So anyway, getting back to this, you know, Activision, of course, has taken a very deliberate strategy, which is clearly working. In that it, they're they've got a very very small number of projects in the pipeline, but they're 
they're all very uh, lucrative blockbuster level things. Black Call of Duty, of course, headlining that. Skylanders is huge. If you and if you think I'm joking, go look at the numbers. That's it's a huge toy craze. In addition mm-hmm. to being uh, a very very well good selling video game on all platforms, and Transformers does good numbers. And uh, was oh, James, the James Bond games do mm-hmm. mostly okay, except they always seem to bury them every year. Like, didn't last year's Bond game come out the same week of Call of Duty, as I recall? But in any Did case, you mention Spider Man, Spider Man oh, as yeah. well. Yes. Transformers that's going to be a is, big one. Is coming. So, as well. uh, the, you know, you you wonder. Well, is that a? There's got to be a risk in that strategy of if any one of those pillars crumbles, you're in you're in bad shape. Um, so I do wonder, I do wonder if, uh, if Vivendi is, you know, if they see that, if they say, well, you know what, we're riding high right now. I don't see how this can go much higher. Let's go ahead and, and cash out while we can. Um, and it, you know, in the story on IGN, I, I'd written up, uh, over the week or before, before we left E3, apparently their market value is now something like Activision's market value is like $13 billion. Sweet Jesus. And they were purchased for $4 billion by, by Vivendi. That stake was a $4 billion stake. So they stand to make uh, quite a cool, a cool pile of cash on top of, on top of what they initially invested. The question, guys, is who could afford, if they do decide to sell, who, who can afford that asking price? Do they need to be afforded? Could Activision not just exist on its own as an independent publisher? I don't know, but who are, who's how are they going to just buy their own yeah, stock back? To, you mean? I mean, maybe they, yeah. I, I don't know if they possible. have the capital for that, but Bobby Kotick all on his own just <laughs> just digs between his couch cushions and pulls out a few uh, million dollar bill billion dollar bills. He's inside. probably not short on cash. <laughs> but you know, we saw some in the comment thread there. There were people like, "Well, what about Microsoft?" Eh, I don't think it fits in with Microsoft strategy. That's a whole lot of money yeah. to spend on something that. You know the reason that those their those IPs all do well is because they're very successful multi-platform IPs. If Microsoft buys them, and you know it's not in their interest to take them and make them all Xbox exclusive. I mean, to a degree it is, yeah. but I think there's a lot more money uh, for those IPs in multi-platform scenarios than they are as as uh, you know system sellers for the Xbox yeah. platform. I think what we learned this generation is that uh, it's not really about exclusives anymore. You're right. The exclusives on 360 and PS3 don't sell as well as the multi-platform games, you know, just because yeah. they're not available to as many consumers. Yeah, it's all about Xbox Live. It's That's why services. people have yeah, yeah services exactly. exactly. So, um, yeah, I mean, you know, people were like, "Well, what about Apple?" Well, they certainly have the money, but it doesn't fit their mo either. They like to. I mean, they've acquired people in the past. I mean, the yeah, Siri was was built by some little startup that Apple bought, but. Uh, it doesn't seem to fit their mo to spend billions of dollars on a on an established game maker. Apple likes to do things their own way. Yeah, and they if, still have sort of an uh, an antagonist attitude towards gaming. Yes, yeah. yeah, I agree. So I just don't see who could pony it up. EA certainly doesn't have no. the capital to mm-hmm. to buy them out and become you know Uber publisher. And it's definitely not a Nintendo's <laughs> game. You know they have the money also, but yeah. it's it's not up their alley. Either. Wouldn't benefit them at all. No. So, I, yeah, it remains to be seen. But June 22nd, I guess, we'll start hearing word if uh, word will leak out if they decide to put, put Activision up on the block. All right. Well, that takes us to E3, which is going to end up being the meat of the show. We've got more to get to. I mean, we'll have our usual departments. Mitch will get, get to us with uh, 
our wallet unlocked segment with what's out this week. And yep. We'll, do we have any? Do we have any mailbag stuff this uh, week? No, Mitch? I, sk- I skipped it on that because like the overwhelming majority of the emails were like, "Hey, what do you guys think yeah, about this game?" Think three? So, we'll so do- yeah. But then we do have our first actual uh, reader submitted unlock block trivia question for you at the end of the show. So first E three, uh, let's go around the room. The Microsoft conference itself, Mitch, you were sitting next to me. We were yep. we were uh, live tweet joking the we crap made out of it. So much goddamn fun of that show on the podcast unlocked feed on Twitter. What did you? I mean, what what did you take away from it? You this was your fourth, well, your first conference, yeah, right? first time I've ever actually been in the room during one of those conferences. Um, so, what did you observe, young one? Halo was pretty cool, and then it was boring. <laughs> like, wow, it was it was like one of the most unexciting conferences I've ever seen. I think you might be a little hard on it. Maybe. I think so too. Because I mean, you got were... to see uh, Splinter Cell. Uh huh. Yes. I mean, the, it definitely had its moments. Case in point, Usher. Man, yeah. that boy can dance. Um, <laughs> he can. Splinter Cell demoed really well. Halo was great. South Park, the South Park guys were awesome. They were just very convincing, and it just kind of you know, solidified what we saw later in the week. Um, but as soon as they started talking about Smart Glass, which is actually something I'm really interested in, yeah. um, I, just, like, I just could not care. I couldn't focus on anything that wasn't games. As soon as they started talking about uh, like television providers and Nike, I just I was done. Yeah. Now uh, on Twitter, a lot of folks want to hear our thoughts on Smart Glass because everyone seemed about as confused as we were about <laughs> it coming out of the conference. And my thought is is this: it's you know the, the the demo they showed, the concept demo they showed. That first they had Game of Thrones. Somebody was watching Game of Thrones on HBO Go on their Xbox, and they had their tablet with a map of. Game of Thrones land. Westeros. Whatever. Come on, Ryan. <laughs> I'm I'm only I've only seen the first season, okay? I don't have gotta, I don't have HBO. You gotta catch up. You gotta catch I up. Know. You gotta learn about them red wastes. <laughs> anyway. Um, you know, and that, that demo showed, you know, the the show the episode being played on your television via HBO Go and then on your tablet for Smart Glass was a map of where you are in Westeros, which to me, seemed asinine because if I'm watching Game of Thrones, I'm watching Game of Thrones. Yep. I'm, I don't care or want to look away at a tablet device to see where I am. Oh, wh- wait, what? Where are we in our in the uh, in the fiction here? I, see, I think the way people are watching television is changing, and they uh, more and more they they do have their tablet with them while they're watching. And like, if you you recognize an actor, you're like, where have I seen them before? You're looking them up on IMDb while while the show's going on. You're not, you know, it, we all sort of, wanted sort of to do that to last supplement. night. Yeah, watching Prometheus. Like, yeah. who's that one guy? Yeah, we all wanted to bust out the phones. Um, That's a good point. So I don't know. I, I think there are some people who want to do that. What mm. I thought was strange about it is that the, the examples they were giving, like the Game of Thrones one, yeah. there was nothing about that that was Xbox. Like the HBO Go app already does that sort of like ex- <laughs> extended coverage of Game of Thrones. Right. right? So like what, is, what does this have to do with Xbox p- specifically? So uh, then the game stuff they showed, the, the Halo thing was a little more interesting. It was, uh, of course, again, a concept only. Of So you're in Halo 4 and you see something in the game world that – you know, Master Chief's Mjolnir suit scans, and then it's like a data point which pops up on Smart Glass, and you can then read about it from there. And then also multiplayer invites can come in via Smart Glass, and you can accept or reject them from there, which, I mean, you can already do that through your guide button, so I'm not so sure about that. But, uh, Mitch, you had, a, you had a, a decent little idea this morning, which I thought, you know, isn't a game changer, but... In a multiplayer match, it could be cool to have a live leaderboard. 
yeah. on, on your smart glass. Something not distracting, something so you don't have to like hold your back button for five yeah, seconds exactly. or whatever. Yeah, simple. I'd be up for that. Or maybe uh, in a Halo or a Call of Duty or pretty much every shooter now, maybe you could change your loadout for the next respawn on smart glass while you're, you know, instead of having to go into a separate menu. Um, so it, it's certainly, it's clearly meant to try and head off the Wii as opposed Wii U. to yeah. Wii U, rather, yes, as opposed to last generation, or this generation, rather, where Connect was a very, very much a late, a late answer to mm-hmm. the Wii's success. They're, they're trying to, you know, get out in front of it a little bit, a little bit earlier this time. But I don't know, does, you know, they're, they're quick to emphasize, oh, this just uses stuff you already have, whether it's surfing the web on Internet Explorer using your cell phone's touchscreen as the cursor, but do I really want to do that? On Xbox, I mean, is the computer or a tablet ever that far away where you'd you'd want to go to that strange trouble of of using Internet Explorer on your on your couch? No, I mean, you can already, like you say, you could already do that with your your iPad or whatever. Yeah, your is, so. why would I not just open Safari? It'll be more about how <laughs> how it how it interacts with games, how yeah. it, how it extends your experience with the game. And I think it's going to take a long time not not necessarily a long time, but I think it's going to come out of the gate kind of rough and not really knowing what yeah. the developers it'll, it'll want be, to do with it, kind of like Connect. Right. It'll be shoehorned into some first-party games by Microsoft mandate, right? no yeah. doubt. And then we'll see if anybody can latch on to a good idea from there. Um, they, just, they had to get it out there and get that in people's minds because it does sort of take away from the Wii U. You know? it, yeah. like, it, turns the, it gives the Xbox very Wii U-like functionality with uh, equipment you may already own. You don't True. need to buy a new console for it. So. Right. Which is it, such a smart move for them. Because it is really smart. You know, it, why would they – I mean, a while ago, they would have just released it as a Microsoft tablet, like a giant Zune or whatever. <laughs> and that's what you would have been using. But now it's like they've decided, eh, you know what, we're just going to make this as easy as possible for you. And that's great. Yeah, I I'm agree. That. Uh, a lot, not a lot of Connect stuff this year. Either there, there was almost nothing Connect at the conference itself and not a lot more on the show floor, which I thought was an interesting strategy shift from last year where it was Connect saturation. Um, I, I found it most tell. I found it rather telling that Fable the Journey is a you know fable is such a it's one of their three or four pillar franchises along with halo and forza and gears and they spent there was what there was a very short trailer yeah for fable the journey during the conference and then it was just it was just out in their booth on the floor they weren't showing it in meetings behind closed doors it was just sort of well here it is if you want to check it out and uh i guess i'm kind of maybe a little disappointed by that because i want it to be a big deal and i want it to work what I saw which uh, w- with Peter Molyneux a couple months ago, before GDC, in fact, was a promising tech demo, but that's all it was. It was a tech demo. I don't know how it'll actually roll into a full, proper game with a story. Um, am I the only one even anticipating Fable the Journey at all? Are you yes, yes, In this are. room, for yeah. sure. You're it. I'm in. <laughs> Maybe oh, the whole world. Fable. How what what happened? <laughs> How the mighty have fallen? I guess so. from Fable One. Fable Two mm. was the the peak mm. so far, though that was uh, that was the high point. So uh, that was that, and then Fable Halo Four. Is Fable Heroes already out. That yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it it's, sucked. It, it's, it's it not good. Came and went. Yeah. No one really seemed to care. Halo Four is what a lot of our readers also were tweeting about. They want to hear us talk about that. Halo Four is the the most popular game on IGN right now. Really? Yeah, the most popular game. Wow. Not a surprise, really. Suck it, Last of Us. <laughs> it's interesting because 
the IGN readers picked Tomb Raider as their game of the show. Yeah, <laughs> um, agreeing with us. Yeah, but, but the the will of the the people at large say we want to know more about Halo. Now, uh, Mitch, you and I got to go to the Microsoft evening event where yeah. we played. A lot we of did. Halo. It's so much more. We were very, very privileged to get to play a lot of Halo. And I got to say, number one, the, probably the, and I said this in my preview that's on the site, maybe the highest compliment that I can pay it is it feels like Halo. Man, which, does it ever. Which, you know, you might think, well, of course it feels like Halo, dumbass, but <laughs> it's 343 Industries. Yeah, it's a new developer, which everybody knows. Most everybody knows, I should think. And so it was sort of – it was a mystery as to, well, what's this new Halo going to feel like? Is it going to be a totally new thing? You know, they took the existing engine and completely gutted it and redid it, and it does look gorgeous. Like it really – when I saw it a few months ago for the first time, and you did too, Mitch, it genuinely surprised me with how good it looked. I don't know about you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It looks very pretty. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's full 720p this time. No, you know, the image quality is noticeably better. Just everything has a the lighting the is lighting phenomenal. Is incredible. The lighting is phenomenal. It's so, silly how good it is. Um whatever, yeah, they're the engineers they've hired over there at 343 are certainly doing their thing. And then so what's great about late generation games? That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you kind of you could you could you're right. You could see it at this year's E3. It was like the Xbox and I thought even more so the PS3 mm-hmm. really you really saw it like there was they found that sixth gear like we've been yeah, cruising like in fifth gear for yeah. a while it's like let's let's upshift one more time they've been making games for these consoles this xbox for seven years now yeah know? they know how to make games for it and now they're like being they're able to optimize them and make them look even prettier than than we yeah. would ever have thought i agree and um so we saw the new enemies the prometheans in halo 4 which look very close to prometheus a little bit pretty cool um they're, they're very orange Pretty or- Yeah, a lot of orange. It's hard to avoid. Um, at least they're not flood, though. That's the, the little guys, the little dudes who are like crawling over the trees. I thought they were flood. Yeah, they, like, I, I noted that as thing. well. They're, and they operate the same way. They're yeah. just they're easy to kill, but they just come at you in yeah. droves. But um, yeah, so I uh, I focused on the Spartan Ops, and Mitch, you focused on the War Games yes, multiplayer. Sir. And um, but tell me about you. You played that a new game type called Regicide. Yeah, so the it's it's a free for all match where the the top player, whoever's doing the best, is the primary target. So if Damon is kicking ass like he's known to do in Halo, <laughs> he will be the target of everyone. It's still free for all, but we get more points for killing Damon. Right. Um, so you're. Constantly- I thought you were hunting down Reggie from Nintendo. <laughs> oh my god! Yes. Oh, my body is ready. My body is ready. <laughs> he feels like a pur- purple Pikmin. Oh my god! <laughs> Shit! He just threw me off my game. Okay. Sorry. Um, no, that was basically it. So it's just it's it's a really focused free for all. So instead of everyone just kind of being scattered and all over the place, having that one target really drives everyone together. Kind of like a juggernaut or yeah. VIP would, but you know, not without the, the juggernaut was very difficult to kill. This is just like it's a regular guy. He's just worth more, right? And Spartan Ops was um, was just sort of a little little mini mission with a cutscene. The cutscene was very cool, I might add, and apparently each downloadable episode every week will have its own story story driven cutscene to it so um and everybody you know if you buy the game you get the first quote-unquote season 
of Spartan Ops weekly downloads, which they're saying it won't be weeks, it'll be months, but they're not being any more specific than that. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I feel like even though they're not saying how long it's going to be, the fact that it is more than one month of free content every week is pretty awesome. Yeah, I agree. You know, if it's if it's three months, that's great. I'm, uh, I'm happy to... Because then after three months... That'll put us into about March of 2013, and there'll be so many more games coming out that mm-hmm. I'll probably be done with it anyway. True. Where do you stand with Halo, Damon? So I'm sort of a weird Xbox fan, that, and I love, love Xbox. Pro- the Xbox 360 is you know, one of my favorite consoles of all time, but I don't play Halo, and I don't play Gears of War, and I don't play Forza, and I don't play Fable. Who are you? I know, yeah, what right? are you playing? <laughs> no, you, I know I mean, you play Live else. Arcade, my and, friend. Yeah, so yeah. I love the exclusives on Live Arcade, but the retail exclusives have never been of much interest to me. But I'm not a, like I'm not a big first person shooter fan right. in general, so okay. that's the reason why. But I didn't think Halo Four looked very pretty. That looks cool. Yeah, uh, and our editor in chief Casey Lynch was just <laughs> practically foaming at the mouth yeah, he loves over Halo. Halo Four. He is uh, very psyched. So, you know, all of you IGN readers who were just who were searching the site and just consuming all our Halo Four content, we will have plenty more. And the short version is, yeah, it's uh, it feels like Halo, way prettier and. You know, with all due respect to Bungie, and I do mean this with all due respect, I really am. I'm personally very ready for a new voice to tell a Halo story because I could see it just for me. I could see it with Reach where it was kind of getting a little formulaic. You know, Reach to me, one of my my criticisms back when I was with OXM and in my review was – well, it's like it, it was just very Halo paint-by-numbers to me in Reach where it was you had your Warthog level. You had your Scorpion tank level. Um, and so, and so there was a, it felt a lot, uh, less sandboxy and felt a little too predictable to me. So I'm ready for the franchise to, to get into some new hands at three, four, three and see where they'll go with it. So that takes us to our, I want to give, go around the table here, our personal game of the show picks just, you know, obviously for IGN, we all voted all 30 something of us. And we, we collectively selected Tomb Raider, which I voted for. I thought it was an, an amazing game that showed too. incredibly well. Um, but, you know, everybody has a game that might have made them a little happier. Because, you know, Damon, you play a lot of live arcade games. Maybe there was something at the booth that you thought was incredible. Um, Deadlight looked really good. I had yeah, a chance oh to play God. a little of that. that game. I, don't know. I, I tried to get that on the live show. They, w- they wouldn't bring it by. Really? Yeah. That is huh. unfortunate. Yeah. It's a weird game to demo. Yeah? Yeah, I would agree with that. Because I played about five minutes at the booth and went... Okay, I can tell I'm going to love this, but unfortunately I have to go, so yeah. I, I can't stand here for another 20 minutes. But It looks like there's some cool live arcade stuff at the booth. I keep, yeah. I, people are talking about this game PID, is that right? Is that what it PID, is? yeah, I did not get a chance to see it either, either. but it is on our list yeah. to follow up on. So Mitch, what? speaking pr- purely as Mitch Dyer and not the guy from IGN, what was, okay. your, what was your personal pick for, for Game of the Show at E3? So I think the easy answer is Watch Dogs, just because that, that demo was so impressive. Yeah. But hot damn, that Splinter Soul demo yeah. got, me, got me going. Right. Oh, my goodness. That, do do, a, do elaborate for our, viewer, I, our listeners. All right, no, viewers, if you're watching this. <laughs> whoa. Where's the webcam? <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's a lot of what I liked about Conviction, just that it's very forward-moving, very fast, um, and now they're just kind of going crazy with that, while at the same time bringing back old Splinter Cell with stuff like cutting through cloth and like yanking guys around corners and hiding bodies and all that stuff. And the goggles! And the goggles and the knife and all sorts of old school Splinter Cell stuff. And they're just kind of mashing Conviction and Assassin's Creed together with old Splinter Cell. 
And man, it looks so good. It's just it's, like so vicious and violent and fast, and I can't wait to play it. It's actually using Kinect in a cool way, I think. It is, yeah. It's the first With the time I've yeah, the voice on, recognition. On, uh, on Xbox One, in, in, for instance, in, well, really all three of the original Xbox games, uh, yeah, you would press, if I remember correctly, the white button to whistle. And so now you can actually just yell yeah, you yeah. can you just be like, be like hey buddy yeah. no whistling though i asked them about that they're really? like uh no we tried so hard but apparently we can't do it. well apparently connect couldn't recognize yeah, it was it, the problem it only recognizes words it doesn't yeah. recognize sounds but I, you know, yeah good call mitch because you know for me i'm a massive splinter cell fan um going all the way back and for me you know a lot of people are hating on the new splinter cell online saying oh you know whatever it's just more of the same old actiony crap but the reality is um it's it's an it's a very cool fusion of old and new Splinter yeah. Cell, I think. Where to your point, where yeah, you can you can cut the cloth of a tent and sneak in with your night vision goggles on and you know grab a guy and choke him out. Because I asked in our demo as uh, as well, you know, what about non lethal? You know, I want to play this game because yeah. that's my thing. Chaos Theory, I would go through every mission non lethally, and what I loved about Chaos Theory was. They had the mission rating screen at the end of every level, and if you were total non-lethal, you'd get 100%. So that was that was my goal, and they said uh, they weren't going to have the mission mission uh, scoring screen, which bummed me out. Although, it sounds like they'll have some kind of alternative, though, because yeah. there is a currency system that is based on kind of how you play is proportionate to what you earn kind right. of thing. But they were not; they would not elaborate on that at all. But um. Well, too, too bad we lost Michael, Iron, Michael Ironside. Oh yeah, we'll get, to, we'll get to that in a second. But, um, yeah, I, I asked uh, – what was I just saying that I was asking about? Uh, lost my train of thought on that you one. You wanted to go Oh, well, no not – oh, right. So, yeah, right. non-lethal. So they, they – the, <laughs> Good uh, save, Damon. The designer did say – said, well, you know, the demo we showed was sort of a middle-of-the-road combat – Stealth, the Panther. You, yeah, route. you can go total full on balls out, guns blazing. Or we are fully I supporting. I always have my balls out. Always. <laughs> we are fully supporting. It's really uncomfortable for podcasts. The non lethal. <laughs> well, he's, you know, I, I only see him from the waist up, from the, the shirt up. So I'm good. He can. I can't stop looking over here. He can. He can free ball it all he wants over there, as far as I'm concerned. But, um, yeah, the the Michael Ironside thing is what bothered me the most because apparently and. You know, first I heard he's not involved. It's like okay, to me he's he has such a, a signature voice that yeah. guy Michael Ironside that uh, to lose him is is awful. Now I mean we were already conditioned for Sam to look different in every game because that is one weird thing that Ubisoft has always done. They keep making him look younger and a yeah. little different yeah. in every single game. Yeah. He went from a clearly like forty eight fifty year old guy with uh, some gray patches on the sides of his temples. To uh, you know, I think he got down to about age thirty six in <laughs> conviction, and now he's looking more like about thirty two. I think he looks pretty similar to <laughs> how he did in conviction. But yeah, the loss the loss of Ironside as his voice is just gut wrenching because uh, not only as a longtime fan, I just you know he just sounds generic now to me. Yeah. There's no it's some guy from Smallville, right? Yes, yeah. yeah. it's because they wanted. They needed him to do mocap, right? Yeah, and then, but why couldn't they just mocap some guy and still have Michael Ironside yeah, for the see, voice? So it's, the, it's horse, it's horse s because yeah, horse we, hockey. They've done this in a million games. I mean, yeah. I went down. Uh, I I've visited Treyarch for a Black Ops Two story before I joined IGN, and uh, that's exactly what they do. They they mocap 
But then they just dub over the, yeah. the dudes later with voice actors. So the reasoning for that is that the guy who's doing the mocap, the new Sam Fisher, yeah. they want him to be... They want him to literally be Sam Fisher. They want him to be the guy who's hopping yeah, over, over stuff and making See, the grunting that, noises. That's a but PR excuse. Oh, yeah. It's such horse hockey. It's like if you so didn't – Horse hockey? Horse hockey. If you didn't want to pay Ironside, just say match. so. I'd watch a game of, of hockey played Holy with horses. <laughs> Me too. Except apparently Ironside is still involved in some capacity. I yeah, I guess so. He's like the narrator or something just Which, to like rub what? salt in the wound. Which makes no sense yeah, whatsoever. It's, really it's like awful. So, I, unfortunately, this seems like the kind of decision that's not going to be uh, fixed. And, and by fixed, I mean reversed before the game comes out no. in uh, early 2013. No, they will but, not change that. Because um, what we've... I've actually seen this in a, in a couple of Splinter Cells in the past, where in the first demo of it at E3 or whatever, they have a placeholder voice yeah. there, and then yeah, Ironside ends up there later. But this time, it does not seem... It seems like the Ironside era is over, and so... Uh, I uh, uh, I'm, I'm going to pour one out for Michael Ironside. It was, this... it was really awkward when I asked them. So that's placeholder, right? And they're like, No, no, that's Sam Fisher. <laughs> oh, oh, my bad. Mm. Well, you know what? If hopefully enough people say that, maybe they'll. You never know. It's not too late. It takes. It would take what a week tops to pull Ironside into the studio <laughs> and record all the lines. Not a not a difficult job, uh, and they certainly can afford it. I know he's he can't be that expensive. No, yeah, we love him, but come on, he's Michael Ironside, isn't he? Yeah, it's, what else is he up to? His Smallville's over. He's not playing Lois's dad anymore. Do you think he'll cameo in Total Recall? Uh, oh God, I don't know. I hope that's, so. That's a that's a movie I could. God damn the the, the <laughs> original movie is so the original movie is perfect. It's perfect. No, thank you. We do not need a remake of Total Recall. Correct. So anyway, it's like remaking um, Die Hard. <laughs> Why would you? Yeah. I'm, wait, I'm sure that's coming. Oh my god! But don't. I did. Uh, I too, Mitch. I, I like Splinter Cell a lot as a as a neat fusion of old and new. Yeah. I'm not. I won't be fully convinced until I see a demo of a non-lethal playthrough. And uh, I mean, you can see those opportunities yes. where it's like, oh, he he went that oh, way, but I would have done this. I finally just remembered what I was going to say earlier when I was talking about <laughs> uh-huh. non-lethal. You know, they, how they're supporting non-lethal. They did tell me when I asked in our in our behind closed doors demo. That you'll be able to unequip your knife, right? So that then you can just grab guys and choke them out, and you know, just leave them unconscious and not dead. Instead so, of like cutting their throats nine times, exactly, and just you know, poking <laughs> them in the neck uh, lethally. So that made me happy. Um, so we'll see. I mean, I want to see some nighttime missions, yep. and I want to see. I did also ask. So are you guys going to have the original black stealth suit as like an unlockable or something? And he gave me the well, we'll see. Which means, which yes. either means, means which yes. either means yes or means, oh, that's, that's a, a really great idea. idea. <laughs> we should go back and implement that right There's now. There's no way they didn't think about that. <laughs> well, the, the the whole suit is customizable. It's not even like you buy a whole skin. Oh, that's like right. You did yeah, conviction. He, he also told us that you'll be able to get it's. This, there's slight RPG mechanics yeah. where uh, you'll be able to get like plus two stealth boots essentially right. i mean yeah, that's yeah. not literally don't take me literally on that but well they, they won't hear your footsteps right if you'll you're be able to uh, yeah get different boots that enable you to be quieter and other different uh, apparel that that's that awesome. affects your attributes so maybe you will build the old suit yeah i'm down with that so damon your personal pick for game of the show tomb raider aside okay yeah so i voted for tomb raider but uh the other game that really surprised me was dishonored Yes, it was a game that wasn't, wasn't on my radar at all until uh, they brought it by the booth for the live show. And I was like, man, this game looks awesome. And you know what's unfortunate about this game is it 
didn't seem to get a lot of uh, buzz coming out of E3, even mm. though, to me, tell me if you agree, it looks like a wonderful combination of Thief and Bioshock. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, it looks like Bioshock at a glance because you've got your hands up on the screen, you've got powers, this sort of bio- Even the, powers. Even the, te- the color palette looks exactly. a little Bioshock-y, doesn't it? Yes, especially Bioshock Infinite, I think. Uh, but it also the st- art style is a little more cartoonish, I think. Yes, It's a little bit more exaggerated. Sure. The character proportions are really yeah. cool. Yeah, and you're, you're a lot more nimble. You can like climb up walls and, and jump around environments and sneak up on people and stab them in the back. I thought it, was, I thought it looked awesome. So, yeah, it's... For anybody who hasn't, who maybe did skip over Dishonored, mm-hmm. so it is, it's a first person stealth game, essentially yeah. open ended. Yeah. You each, it's mission by mission, in much in the way Thief was, where, you know, you're set it loose in this fictional town on some, uh, what they've said is a, is a foreign planet because it has like, it doesn't play by Earth rules. It, I, I thought forget. it was just straight up London. No, no. no they said up. it was initially London inspired. Feels like a foreign planet. Am I right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was initially inspired by London, but then they just okay. kept, kept going somewhere crazy. Um, did you get to play it? No. No. I just saw what they, the, they brought by the, the demo, live show. Okay. And I don't know anything about the story, uh, but I just saw what, what was happening on the screen. I was like, I want to play that. that looks <laughs> yeah, so and another game, by the way, that you can play completely non-lethally if you want to. I did – because I, I saw it a, a month or two ago – and their first demo, not what you saw at E3, the updated thing, but they did say, yeah, you can you can go through totally without killing anybody. I saw a gif of a man like. jumping off a roof to stab someone in the chest. There's no way I'm playing non lethally <laughs> in Dishonored. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what multiple playthroughs are for. Yeah. you got to rock it that way. Um, so, yeah, that's the guys at Arcane Studios mm-hmm. under the Bethesda banner. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's you know what I thought was interesting is – and it, this I think you can really see – the art director on that game – is the art director from Half-Life 2. Oh, hmm. wow, really? Which uh, I, I think when you see the game makes a lot of sense. I can see a lot of the parallels. Like the walking tripod The giant that walkers, yeah. That are just straight up. The, striders. Uh, striders. Yeah. How do you lure talent away from Valve? How yeah, does that work? What? Wow. I, I looked him up, and I don't think he ever actually officially worked at okay. Valve. Like he, he, so I think he was sort of working on contract with Half-Life 2. I may be mm. wrong on that, but... Interesting. Yeah, I guess it happens every now and again. Yeah. Somebody leaves Valve for whatever reason. Uh, now, as for me, the game that made me happiest, and Mitch will attest to this, he was sitting right next to me the uh-huh. whole time, both times, um, was South Park, The Stick of Truth. And and I think I finally put my finger on it this morning, Mitch, when we were talking about this, is that you know there are so many licensed games that come around, and there can be licensed games based on things you're really into, like whether it's a TV show or a movie, but 99.9% of the time, they get watered down somehow. Either they have a tiny budget or it's inferior talent working on it to begin mm-hmm. with. Or there's a design concession that has to be made. Or many times, of course, there's a hard deadline exactly. you know, that the game just has to come out. So things get cut out. But I think part of the reason that I like South Park so much is that it does not seem to be operating under any of those limitations whatsoever. It is a full South Park role-playing game with Paper Mario-style turn-based combat done in the exact, exact style, 2D flash animation style of the show. It's indiscernible. Written by Matt and Trey along with Obsidian, uh, voiced by Matt and Trey. Mm -hmm. And again, the developer being Obsidian is not just the cheapest developer for hire you can find. These are some of the, the preeminent uh, role-playing talents in the entire industry. And when I finally saw the game, 
it's literally like watching an episode, a twelve-hour episode of the show that you get to control. It's it was that good to yeah. me. Uh, right away, the humor was was there. The 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 scene in the demo that we saw because first it was at the, the press conference, which it killed at the press conference. Yeah. It was one of the few things yeah. that did go over really well because Matt Stone and Trey Parker came out. Mitch and I, you, we were seated in such a place where we could see the stage. We were off sort of to the right. Yeah. And so we could see the stage very well, but then also we had a very good look at the teleprompter as well, mm. which we were having sort of some fun with. It's very helpful for news when you yeah. can just see what's happening nice. first. It's like, I'm just going to send oh, it back I'm to home prou- base. Yeah. I'm proud to announce what? Oh, okay, let me look <laughs> on the teleprompter. Um, Matt and Trey come out, no teleprompter. And they're like, oh, this is going to be good. Yeah. This is going to be great. And then, of course... You know, Trey comes out and immediately off the top of his head makes an awesome joke about Xbox Smart Glass, mm-hmm. which was the far and away the drew the best, biggest laughs of uh, in, intentional laughs, not yeah. the mocking laughter we were talking about earlier. And and they demoed it uh, on the show, uh, at the convention, rather the conference, and it showed really well there. And then that later uh, the next night, Mitch, you and I got an actual live gameplay demo of it, and right from the get go. You know, you play the new kid in South Park, and your job is to befriend the main South Park boys. And the moving van pulls up to your new house, and it pulls away. And right away, the jokes start. Your parents go, oh, oh, it's been a long day. Mommy and Daddy are going to go upstairs and share a special hug. Why don't you go along and play? And then, of course, you know, and then a minute later, the naked father <laughs> opens the upstairs window and is like, what, and what do you say? Uh, just go make friends. Just go make, go make some friends. And... So right away you knew it was going to be good, and from the the items like there's cheesy poofs for health, and uh, you know strange special moves like the one that I can't, I can't even because since I've decided to keep this podcast PG thirteen, <laughs> I, I literally can't even describe it. But there was a special attack move that involved unleashing Mister Slave upon someone, and I mean that literally. Does that? You he, know what he, I'm Ryan's talking. trying to say he consumes a child using his asshole. Wow. Is what he's Thanks, trying to Mitch. say. You betcha. No, I you got your back, you, Ryan. I think you can say that in a PG-13 movie. <laughs> <laughs> you can, and you get one effort, too. I don't, we haven't even spent that this podcast. I, I thought I might have we're keeping it. We, well, I tried to. We're keeping it clean on this show. It's that's, difficult. Uh, yeah, PG-13 it's really hard. is well, hard. We're, we're going to whip you guys into shape. It's, we're getting a lot of positive feedback. People are like, I like the, I like the cleaner nature. I, my, I can have it on with my kids around. And so it's... That's how we're going to do things. It hurts us. I'm sorry. You'll get used Mostly to me. me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, – this your swear jar that I started for you is getting full already. So full. It's so I just, full. I, I'm, I'm not I even, have to leave I this country even have, Yeah, I should not even have bet you lunch because I'm going to have like six lunches uh, in the span of like a week by uh-huh. the time we lunch every day for you. But anyway, yeah, South Park, the stick of truth, just made me super happy. It's coming out in March, which I realized later – like, wow, there's a lot of stuff coming out in March yep. that could be bad, but I realized, oh, that's piggybacking off of – that's when the new episodes of South Park start. They come in, mm. there's, oh, cool. in October, and then they come again in March. So that's going to be – that'll coincide right with the, the next – or the, you know, the first 2013 batch of South Park episodes. So um, well played, Matt and Trey and Obsidian. I salute you, and I hope, I hope it really does – I hope the whole game is is as good as the demo we saw because man, it was yeah. That'll be a feat if they can pull that fun. off. But yes, all right, it'd be better than Chef's Love Shack. 
A few things are, Damon. I know. It's uh, that's a that's a high bar to, to try and leap over, but all you can do is try, right? That's true. So the wallet unlocked, Mitch. What can we spend our money on over the last week, week and a half here? <sighs> it's a rough week this week. <laughs> There's not a lot of stuff. Um, on the upside, we have a playable demo of NCAA 13 football. Yes. NCAA football 13. I don't know what that is because I don't play football. But well, I will say for you Madden fans, it is the, the, the industry secret uh, is really that NCAA generally tends to be the best one. It's really good. It's a very, very good football game. It's uh, I, I'm not a football fan, but I did enjoy my time with NCAA. Uh, the whole big new thing is the Heisman mode, where you get to play as people for once instead of like number thirty-two. You get right. to play as you know a few of your favorite players. Yeah. Now, Mitch, in America, uh-huh. we put the goalposts off the field, not understand. in the middle of the damn field where you can run headlong into them. Oh man, nope. <laughs> you gotta have that. You gotta be able to go around them. The only f- how do you score them goals in the, football? I know the the Calgary Stampedes is a real CFL team, right? Nope. Stam- oh, close. Stampeders. Stampeder. Whatever. <laughs> Same thing. Listen, we don't talk about the CFO because that is a <laughs> horrible sport. There's a there's an, a licensed game you're never going to see. Speaking of licensed games, mm. CFL 2013. That. that wouldn't sell in Canada. You don't no, think? God, no. Nobody nobody cares about <laughs> CFL. It's awful. And I know I do know you get the Grey Cup, right? Yeah. Isn't that the championship trophy? Yeah. Why do I know these things? I don't know. Why do you know these things? I watch a lot of ESPN. Love CFL. Why. He's secretly a Saskatchewan <laughs> fan. Uh, what else we have on the marketplace? Uh, the Paramount Video app came out today. You check that out. I had yeah, not heard so, of this. Uh, our video team came to me this morning and said, Hey, Ryan, uh, we heard there was a dashboard update today that added uh, Paramount Video app. You want to do a video on it? I'm like, let me check it out. This is the first I've heard of it. So I download the Paramount Video app and take a look at it. It's got like 61 total movies in it that you can't purchase. It's just they're there for rent. Um, there's a decent mix. It was, uh, the Beverly Hills mo- cop, Beverly Hills cop movies, Abrams, Star Trek, JJ Abrams, Star Trek, South Park, the movie. And it's, it's free if you're a gold subscriber. The app is free, but you need an account on paramountmovies.com or whatever okay. the heck it actually sure. is, which I could not find the price of on their damn <laughs> website. Uh, because I wanted to share that information with everyone. But I did find the fact page, the frequently asked questions section of the Paramount um, site, and here, this is really all you need to know. The On the Xbox app, because you know, this Paramount Movies thing, it streams to your PC, it streams to your mobile device, so it's, you know, the Xbox, it's not, it's not a special thing. It's just, oh, let's also put it out on Xbox. Same, just like Netflix. Except, on the Xbox app, you can't. It only streams in standard def. So sad trombone fail. Yeah, that yeah. tells you that everything sucks. you need to know about the Paramount application. It's you can you probably go curious. probably go right on ahead and skip that. Yes, make your way over to Xbox Live Arcade and maybe check out Bang Bang Racing. I have no idea what that is. But I don't the name either. Amuses me very much. Sounds like an iPhone game. It does. Oh man, it probably is. Yeah. It's probably some upgraded port. Uh, Virtua Fighter Five Final Showdown. If you want to play Virtua Fighter Five, which I don't know anybody who does. Well, anybody I mean, fighter fans? It is fifteen bucks, which is a lot less than sixty. Yeah, I mean, but but Virtua Fighter Five came out twice already for yeah. sixty dollars. And odds are, if you like Virtua Fighter, you probably already bought it once or twice before. But well, I don't know anything about what makes this the final showdown. Like, I think there are maybe <laughs> some new it, characters. Mitch. This is the last it's one. The last one. Yeah. Seriously, guys. Um, the retail is a little rougher. Inversion is out this week. Uh, we give that a five. Five? Five. Sounds five, about five, right five. from what I played. 
Yeah, the game is weird. It's a kind of just unremarkable first-person shooter. Catch first person, third person, third person. Whatever. You can turn upside down, and that's it. That's the yeah. It's that's gravity the, bending. Yeah. It's got some pretty bad box art. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. that box art is incredible. <laughs> yeah. It's just the, oh, it's the there was the binary domain. I think. Oh my of god, the, the bad I, box art. And I here. I really didn't care for the multiplayer that I played. It was because um, you you'd have a little inversion gun where you could shoot people and basically basically catch them in a in an anti-grav bubble and they would just be floating there but literally so if you get shot you're pretty much a fish in a barrel you're just like okay kill me now and that's not fun no that game uh, they should make a game with an inversion gun that inverts people and turns them inside out (laughs) oh that's so much better and you know the, the thing about this game too is uh namco the publisher this game was delayed a lot. They yeah. they clearly they had to have put a lot of money into this game, and and I seriously doubt it's going to recoup no, any no, of it. No, 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 no. Which no. I don't, you know. So it's <laughs> no, no, no. If I here's another epi- another installment of if I were running the games industry, I mm-hmm. would have canceled mm-hmm. that game a long time ago. If you were but, president of the games, if you were president of video games, an illustrious yes. career. Yes, as the president. I was also excited because uh, you know a game called Inversion. I play Inverted. So as I thought, do I. I thought this was going to be the you game for are, us. You're monsters. No. no. Oh, my God. You are the monsters. You're no, the monster. Come on. No, no, no. Because, you know, the, the labels for that are inverted and regular. No. Regular. I don't think that's what it says. Normal. <laughs> normal, regular. It might be normal. Actually, it's, you're right. But yeah. That it's, like, it's like skating Goofy Foot, you know? The, guy, the, cool, the cool skaters were Goofy Foot. Back when it's, I tried to skate, I was skating Goofy. Yeah. Got to put that right foot forward. Left foot, what is that? Um, are there any other strange <laughs> games out this week? <laughs> uh, so the one more game. The highlight of the week is what I'm reviewing right now, Lollipop Chainsaw, which is the, I don't know, it's Suda51's next game. It's a third-person action choppy-chop game. Choppy-chop game, I like that. That's a good... It's a, it's like a gorgeous, big-breasted cheerleader with a chainsaw, am I correct? Yeah, and she just cuts up zombies. Uh, and that, I'm in the middle so, of reviewing it now. On paper, the, the game makes perfect sense. And even yeah. a lot of the stuff in-game is awesome. Like, it's just, it's so rock and roll and so self-aware. It knows how crazy it is. Like it, That's the, good. It knows the premise. It knows, like, it's just, it's so inspired by stuff like Buffy. There's, a, there's a, a rap song in that game about Ninja Turtles. Like, everything about this game seems, like, catered to me. The turtles are ninjas? Oh, yeah. Not according to Michael Bay. They're aliens. Oh, oh, yeah. Stop it. We don't talk about that. Uh, but everything about this game is awesome except the combat, which is oh, no. super simple and stiff and doesn't really flow very well. I'm almost done, and I almost have enough upgrades to the combat that it feels fine. I suspect what you're supposed to do is play New Game Plus, if that exists. I have no idea. And then just keep going and do it again. So you have to slog through to get to the fun part, right. is and what you're saying? I don't want to do that because most of the missions are really bland. Kill so ten guys, do a stupid minigame. Why can't we put the fun part at the beginning? <sighs> One would think that would be okay, but no. So I don't, I don't know. We'll see where I end up on it. I'm almost done, ready to write the review, but it's uh, it's really disappointing in a lot of ways. Sounds like there we there will not be an editor's choice award in this game's future. That's for certain, unless we give it you know editor's choice for like eh, six. <laughs> It'd be the first time. If Wait. you look at it upside down, if you look at the score <laughs> upside down, maybe. Uh huh. When is your review going up? Uh, tomorrow. Okay. Third Wednesday. Okay. Wednesday. That it? Anything else? No, that's it. That's it, right? I think you missed oh, a key game. Sorry, I missed the the real star of the week. Uh, the hit tie-in to the film, Madagascar 3, the video game. I assume that's another... I don't even know what the first two were. Did they make video games <laughs> I'm for I'm sure both? they did. Them. Something they tells have. me it will not be as good as the South Park game. All I remember is that they called the Madagascar Carts game, not Madagascarts. 
and that really pissed me off. <laughs> they called it Madagascar carts, and listen, we're no, talking you're right, way you're too, right, you're we're right. talking way too much about. You're on to something there. I know they need to get me on board. Um, there might be some easy achievements in that game. Maybe, yeah. There will almost certainly be clown afros. Speaking of achievements, I have not earned a single one in Lollipop Chainsaw. Oh, another not bad one. sign. You're, you're not doing it right. No, I'm kicking ass in that game. No achievements. <laughs> what? I'm getting all sorts of like flashy special moves and like four hit kills that are. Have you looked at the achievements yet? To see what yeah, they're all like really weird and complicated or secret. Hmm. Interesting. That's Suda. He's he's burying him on you. That son of a bitch. That's all. That That's is it, it right? right? That's it. Well, That's everything out this week. On that happy note, let's, let's see if we can stump you. Damon doesn't know what this is, I suspect. The, this, uh, is a, this is our, our the, new segment, which you're welcome to play along with, Damon, if you, if you care. Uh, it's the Unlock Block. It is our trivia section where our, our uh, listeners write in with Xbox trivia questions. And if they stump Mitch... They get brownie points. If they don't stump Mitch, they still win. They just I have to be impressed by the question enough that it's fun to read on the air, and then they get a free prize. In this case, this week we have a download code for Mad Riders, courtesy of our friends at Ubisoft. Best trailer ever. And so uh, our winner this week is a gentleman by the name of Martine Green, who sent in an excellent question I liked. And Martine I will, sounds like a girl name. Uh, I don't think so, okay. as spelled here. Okay. All right, all right. I could be wrong, and if I am, it's going to be really awkward when that <laughs> person emails me later. But in any case, Martine writes in and asks this. Let's see if either of you guys can get this. I happen to know this one. I, I, I did remember this in the back of my head. What was the first Xbox Live gamer tag ever created and registered on Xbox Live? The first ever gamer tag. Was it Bill, Quasar, E, or Storm Noodles? Do either of you happen to know this? So I'm I'm pretty sure I know. Do you know? Damon? I do not know. You do not know. I so I'm really let's go to let's go to Damon yeah. first. Then let's. Have well, so you I'm take just a guessing. Shot. Yeah, All right. I'm just guessing here. I really wish it was Storm Noodles because that's the best gamer tag. Yeah. Well, then I'll go with Quasar. All right. I'm pretty certain that it's E, mm-hmm. based on uh, Eric from Microsoft. He is some kind of like head honcho on the Xbox Live team. He's he's been very you know he's on Major Nelson's podcast. He talks a mm-hmm. lot about. His gamer tag being like one of the first, so I suspect that it's probably the first. And you are correct, sir. Well done, Mitch. Yes, yeah. one for one. Really, actually, uh, one for two because yeah. I stumped you last yeah. week. But I'm, one for one from the reader uh, yeah. listeners. Super pissed that, that, that it's that not was a good question. Noodles. That was really good. So uh, yes, Martine wins a copy of Mad Riders, courtesy of Ubisoft. I will get that download code over to you asap, so you can start enjoying your game. I've got a few more codes for this one so if you would like a shot at this game please send your xbox related trivia question along with four multiple choice answers and note the correct one in the email please so that i know uh, in case i don't actually know send that to unlocked at ign.com and uh you can include your gamer tag if you would like that read on the air and i guess since it's a download code i don't need your address or any other any other personal info so we'll need your blood type yeah uh-huh. social your security number bank account yeah we could actually just mail them a physical code, like write it down, put it in an envelope, That's and then true. mail it to their homes. That's true. Do. That would be a gross misuse of company resources, Probably. Though, wouldn't it? <laughs> so anyway, uh, yes, email unlocked at IGN.com with your name and gamer tag and your uh, question, and perhaps you will win by having your question chosen next week. I don't gain anything from this trivia thing. I just get shamed if I'm wrong. Sure. Well, that's the fun part. <laughs> that is the fun part. <sighs> so let's unlock some plugs. 
Mitch, what should do you have anything to plug? Uh, you working on anything fun that we should be reading? Uh, Lollipop chainsaw Lollipop review. Chainsaw that's, review. That's, that's all I'm thinking about. Wednesday. Yep, that's that's all I have got. Damon, what are you working on? Making uh, any fancy videos? Yeah, you know, I've always got some videos cooking up. But in case uh, the viewer, the listeners don't know, uh, all of our live stream demos have been chopped up and are available to watch on demand individually. So yes. if you missed any of the segments uh, that from last week, uh, you can watch them all at your own leisure right now. What's so do we have out. a we have a nice clean URL for that for people? It's like you know if you just search for the the individual games on oh, IGN. Perfect. Yeah. Well, yeah. I know it's actually an individual game. Splinter Cell E3 Live IGN. That'll yeah. take yeah. you to that. Down. I know. Yeah, exactly. yeah, you were literally, E3 Live. Yeah, you were literally doing those the entire show. I came by once for uh, the one I hosted was for Spec Ops the line, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. was uh, which was a good time. And I mean, it was it, it was what seven or eight a day? You were oh, doing, more right? than or that. More than that because three an hour. Uh, yeah, Damn. so, yeah. So, thinking, if there was a game you were interested in E3, interested in from E3, odds are, yes. Damon hosted a live feed of it. It's true. So, what was the best one? What was the best, the best live, just like, show. Show demo? Yes. Uh, the Dance Central 3 uh, one was good. Obviously. You know, we had the yeah. Armas guys up there dancing on stage. <laughs> that one was John really Drake. good. And then, uh, the Star Wars 1313 was good, because Anthony was on there, and he's a huge Star he's Wars fan. Now. And the was, man has, has, uh, Rebel and Alliance things tattooed on his arm. Uh, it's yes. Rebel and the Empire. Whatever, dude. <laughs> Brian. Star Wars. Don't. It's the don't Rebel start. Alliance. <laughs> Rebel Alliance and the Imperial. <laughs> <laughs> this this guy. Anyway. He's got him tattooed on himself. He does. I've seen it. I'm jealous One of on that. each arm. That's, what, that's the tattoo set I've always wanted. Exact same thing. One on each forearm. I, it, I figured you'd want a Ninja Turtles something right I've, I've been seriously considering it very recently. You should get the Ninja Turtles like headband tattooed oh, on right, your right, that would be golden <laughs> yes but in what color red yeah. obviously oh yeah come on because Raphael, oh, Raphael let's be real come on and also all of them if you read yeah. the old comics that's true that's true he's he's cool but crude that Raphael you know uh what about the vanilla ice song from oh, uh yeah the set, was it the second movie right? yeah go ninja go ninja go, go. Ninja, go. that's yeah. the one Notice I, you knew exactly what I was talking about before I even finished getting mm-hmm. it out of the, the words mm-hmm. out of my mouth. What's that say about you? That I, oh, I was swore <laughs> that I really like Ninja Turtles. Note to self. All right, so uh, yeah, follow us on Twitter, Damon. What's your Twitter handle again? Dame Zero. Dame D A E M Z E R O. That is correct. correct. All yes. one word. Mitchie D. All yeah. one word, and I am D M C underscore Ryan. And of course, the IGN feed will give you will feed you all kinds of great. Uh, video game news of all sorts throughout you, the day at IGN. Are you a Devil May Cry fan? DeLorean Motor Company. <laughs> oh, okay. Interesting. I didn't Do you get that put, a lot, or is that I didn't put that together <laughs> at all. Uh, yeah. I had it I first. I always think Devil May Cry. Uh, it was my DMC long before Capcom mm. thought it up. And uh, that's it. I want to thank everybody for listening. Damon Hetfield, Mitch Dyer. Thanks, Ryan. All thank of you. our uh, all of our listeners. Most of you catch us on iTunes, where you can subscribe for free. Just search for Podcast Unlocked. And are we on Zoom Marketplace or any of those no other fun idea. ones? I, I, LOL. Is, is that a thing? I don't know. It, it is, believe it or not. All right. But maybe we are. But Do you anyway, have a Zoom? If so, I'm sorry. Most of you get it on iTunes. You can also just find it on IGN.com as well. Subscribe to the feed, and it will just be dumped straight to you as soon as they're available. So, episode number 59 in the books. We'll be back next week with episode 60. Until then.
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.